Well then, I think we, uh, I think we're all here. Yeah. Hello, Nels. Congratulations, you're the first person to join the stage channel as a listener. Yeah, I kind of hate how they're like, oh, yeah, here, have this thing that pings everyone and we'll hide the, the rest of it at the bottom. Hey, cheater. Ah, hey, finages. Whichever ones of you are there. Hey, it's Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Jesse bringing the cute. I won't start the stage for a few more minutes. But then after that, you bet I'm pinging everyone. <laughs> okay, those there are my DMs from the Craigs. Excellent. I have successfully been Craigged. Leo's like, let us move. Sorry, my medic voice isn't up to scratch. Hello, Joe. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna press the button. Here they come. Hello. It'll take a moment, but they'll show up. We just got to watch the, the number listening. You'll see it hop up to like 70 in a few minutes. 
<laughs> We've been popular for a while, cheater. We actually um we had an application to join the server earlier which mentioned a YouTube video. And that YouTube video is just someone installing a mod loader and uh optimization mods, but they used Quilt. They didn't even discuss mod loaders, they're like step step two, install Quilt. It's really nice to see that. <laughs> It was by uh, Lantern, I think. Yeah. Oh, here they come. Hello. Hello, y'all. We we have people joining. Good to see you. <laughs> We're not quite ready to start yet. We'll start in a few minutes just to give people time to show up. <laughs> yeah, if 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 we did do that, it would be great to have Lem on board. And it's not a VTuber puppet thing, that's Lemma's, like, Sona, which is a robo. Well, that's the first time I've had a question, like, the second that I opened the fucking, what, what's going on? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chris was just sitting there like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna paste this in as soon as it starts. Oh, South, you'll be fine. <laughs> Swearing is fine for 13 plus anyway. The Apple podcast care about swearing? That's awful. I mean, I knew they were prudes, but God, really? Yeah, I don't really want to either, because it's not explicit, it's just swearing. <laughs> No. 
I mean, yeah, but they won't. All right. I think it's about time we started. So, hello again, everyone, for yet another fortnightly developer meeting. As always, this developer meeting is sponsored by Shoulder Pain. Shoulder Pain, you love to hate it. All right, we'll get right into it then. Uh, We're going to start with build tools, and I believe Tibbs is around. Let's see here. Ah, there you are. Hi, Tibbs. Yes, I am around. Uh, Well, build tools have been pretty quiet recently, at least on the Loom front in the past few weeks. However, uh, our upstream Loom, Fabrics Loom, has been getting some updates for an upcoming version bump to 0.13. So I've been at work uh, getting the current state of our fork, or I guess patched version of Loom up to date with that. Um, it's not on GitHub yet, but it will be hopefully later today. But I have all the changes locally, and I'll be pushed at some point. And that's about it. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, next up, we have Chasm. Um, I believe Cheater is going to be handling Chasm as usual. Ah, there we go. There you go. I don't know how I get to stage myself on mobile. Anyway, hey, yes. Cheetah, I do Chasm. Um, Chasm has gotten big changes in the last two weeks. Um, I think Tito talked about them the last time, um, but they have since been merged, so I'll talk about them again. Um, first, I know there was some confusion. Chasm has not been renamed. Kazan Lang specifically has been renamed to Cassembly. Um, this is, for one, it's a nice name. For the other reason is that it kind of represents that it's meant to be more an assembly style, low level language, not something that you're supposed to write in. Um, unless you're developing a front that compiles to Cassembly. Um, Cassembly. I love it. I also hate it, but I love it. Yes, same. <laughs> exactly my reasoning. Um, so that's one small change. Um, the big changes are that we replaced Antler with Java CC21, which is nice. Um, this now means that Chasm Lang is completely dependency free. So it's a uh, about 100 kilobyte size jar compared to a total of 420 kilobyte dependency previously. So that's a really big size reduction, which was important to me because it's going to be used by a lot of projects in the tool chain, and we don't want to download unnecessary stuff. It also means that it's easier for front ends to just depend on it and also just include it since we don't have a foreign license. We don't have uh, 
the Antler license to deal with. Um, you can just trust us that we won't sue you for including it in your front end. Um, I think we're easier, more easily approachable than Antler in that regard. Uh, although I think the license allows it anyway. Um, other changes are that we have a, a very clean AST now, abstract syntax tree. So that should make it easier for code generators, again, for front ends to create a tree of assembly and then generate a file for it. The interpreter has been completely written. And what changed since last time, most notably, is that we fixed basically all problems. Um, that means the code improves a lot again. Uh, OOP got re-added, basically. It works with Chasm again. Uh, Chasm got adjusted to no longer have, have its own internal tree, but instead uses the assembly tree, which makes the code base a lot smaller. That was a pretty big BR. I think it had like... Uh, 5,000 lines or something changed that was big. <laughs> um, besides that, um, we had two more PRs, if I can find them real quick. They're just adding intrinsic. So one of them was made by Val for implementing method button. And our other one did actually do intrinsics. Um, foundation games uh, uh, fixed a small bug for me because I'm on vacation. I can't really access the files myself. Uh, on that note, I just want to mention that foundation games is has joined the Chasm team since like an hour or something. Um, they've been a lot of help because they've actually done some good integration testing with Chasm, hacking something together for new loader. Uh, for reasons and actually testing out Chasm and is currently also writing a mix-in front-end for Chasm, um, which hopefully works out. We'll see the details that in the future. But it's really nice to actually have some proper testing going on so we can figure out all the small bugs that are kind of hard to find without uh, very extensive test suit and integration tests. That's two open PRs, I think. Yep, again, the foundation games added some, adding some more intrinsics um, and operators for dealing with maps. Did a bug fix that I think I'm going to solve differently. And the printer probably needs to have some changes as well. But all in all, cast progress is great right now. Somehow, uh, despite me being away, maybe because I'm away, who knows? Uh, yeah, that's all the changes. Excellent. Thanks for that, Cheater. And uh, thanks for joining the meeting while you're on holiday. I hope it's going well. All right, let's move on. Uh, I've got a couple things here for community tooling. Uh, first of all, probably the biggest thing that's going on is. Uh, we're rebuilding the website for a third time. 
Um, I've been working on translating it and adding support for internationalization. And, well, that's been going fine, but I ran into issues with Jekyll that started making things really, like, not very viable at all. And uh, So we had a look at the issues that were open on the website repo, and, well, I remembered that um, there was somebody suggesting that we move it to Astro, so I was like, okay, we'll have a look at that. And uh, Leah and Leo were like, oh, this is kind of cool. And uh, they spontaneously started rewriting the website in it. So they've been working on that. As far as I know, it's going quite well. Um, no ETA, of course, since you never know what's going to pop up with these kinds of things. But it's looking good. And uh, hopefully when that's done, uh, we'll have proper internationalization support for the website. Uh, of course, we'll need people to do translations, but we'll worry about that a little bit later. Although, if you are interested, feel free to poke me in advance. That's totally fine. Additionally, uh, some of you will be aware that the RFC repo finally has a license. Um, we went with the Creative Commons by Sharealike, which is, you, I believe you need to provide attribution and you need to share under a similar or the same license. This is something that we were asked about a few times because there are other people that want RFCs for their own projects and they were thinking, well, maybe we'll template off quilts. You can do that now. Have fun. Hopefully it helps. Um, I'd also like to mention that with Cozy Development, um, I know Leo and Leah are working on a voting module for internal votes, but uh, I've been trying to move to a sort of... Oh, modular isn't really the, the right word for it, but I've been trying to push for cozy modules that can reasonably be used in other bots and on other servers. Um, I would like to move all of our functionality to something like that, or at least as much of it as possible, but that's going to take a while. But if anyone has an interest in helping with that, or you know, even if you like the cozy modules and you might have some ideas how they should work on your server, um, come chat with me after the meeting. I'll have, I'll have a look at that. All right, I think that's it from community tooling. Uh, next up, we have decompilers with Supercoder. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Super. Um, so there's been a bit of activity on Quiltflower, mainly uh, getting 1.9 to uh, uh, completion because we are 300 commits in and uh, still going. So over the past two weeks, uh, we have merged the the baby shark fix. Uh, I assume y'all are familiar with the baby shark bug with Fernflower, because that was a tricky bug to solve, but uh, it's gone now. Uh, we also um, merged a fix for finally block validation, where the decompiler would kind of just throw up on finally blocks that had um, variable declarations inside. It doesn't really affect Minecraft, but uh, just something that you might experience when running code out in the wild. And just a bunch of minor tweaks here and there. Most of the interesting stuff uh, is coming with some work that we're doing for the next release after 1.9, where we're going to add plugins so that uh, you can add other language support and uh, you can add custom passes. So if you... If your tool makes uh, certain invoke dynamics, for example, you can add a pass to resugar that. 
and then export that as a plugin. So uh, we're we're still laying out the groundwork for that, but it's happening. So welcome to 2022, where your decompiler is now a mod loader. So yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> I like that comment. Thank you for that, Super. It's great to see the work on Coflower uh, as always. All right. Uh, next up, I have the Kotlin team with, I believe, just a very small note from Chris. Who doesn't appear to have a working mic. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> I guess I, I, I guess I'll read it out then. Um, yeah, a pull request was merged for QKL, which basically adds uh, Docker-generated documentation for the libraries. Um, they are published to Maven. Uh, I know that's not the most accessible place for them at the moment, but hopefully once the site has been rebuilt, we can add a page which will index all of that stuff. But yeah, it's always very important to have documentation working, and now it is. I fixed my mic. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> so I'd like to mention one extra little thing. There's another pull request, which is currently in final comment period for the for a refinement of the registry DSL, which will break compatibility it, for any mods that may be using that currently uh, if you use the with name function because it's being renamed to with ID and then it could also break the API a little bit because the name parameter in ver in red with name has been renamed to path to more accurately describe uh, how identifiers work all right excellent thank you for your contribution Chris um, okay, next up we have mappings with Oro Armor. Yes, hello. All right. Uh, I haven't been here for a while, so I'm not sure what was talked about two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember if 1.19.1 was out then. I do not think it was. I don't think so. So, yeah, obviously we have all the new. Oh, we don't. We're still working on trying to get more stable contributors for 1.19. This has been quite a hard update for us to map, being quite busy. Um, but it's going along very well with what we have so far. We're we're getting some bug fixes and stuff in because there's a couple issues here and there. Um, I don't think there's much to announce on terms of what we have available to you right now. However. I'm working on some prototypes for a new newer version of quilt mappings to try to um improve the not only the quality of the mappings but improve their usefulness so one um example is that um annotations especially the deprecated annotations in Minecraft source code are often not very accurate for example on the block um block methods as an example where they have the deprecated annotation but 
they're more of you should override it only, not call it. And so I have a prototype tool that allows you to uh, both remove annotations and add new annotations back on. And that will allow us to add stuff like override only to those um, block methods while also removing the deprecated annotation to make the mapped code more familiar and less confusing to developers. Excellent. Thank you for that, Oro. Yeah. I, uh, someone had asked a question earlier about projects that we can share that are upcoming, and I will share more later about this. All right. Thank you. Next up, I have got QSL. Uh, for a change of pace, we've got Will here to talk about QSL. I assume. Yep. There we go. Hi, Will. Hi. Um, is this working correctly? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. A little bit echoey, but it's all good. Apologies if I'm a bit echoey. I'm coming to you live from a McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only place to, to stream a podcast from, let's be honest. Anyway, I felt... <laughs> we'll just be a minute. <laughs> All right. Will has had to suddenly peace out, so I will read the document. Let me see here. Okay. All right, here we go. I have the document. Okay, so for QSL, uh, we're going to start with the big news first. Uh, registry Sync is finally coming. Uh, for those who don't know, Registry Sync is an essential part of modding. Clients and servers might not have identical registries, which could create numerical identifier desynchronization. These identifiers are used for networking as they're much more lightweight than the full identifiers. At least we have a common truth, right? The full identifiers. The goal of registry sync is to synchronize the client's registries with the servers so they both speak the same language, which includes custom protocols and everything else. The pull request adding this finally got tested with a known desynchronization context, and it supports Fabric's registry sync protocol and will be bring it out for 1.18.2 as well. This, of course, marks the last feature to make it into the 1.18.2 branch of QSL. Uh, after that, it'll be frozen. We won't be touching it again. Uh, and, of course, we'll be moving ahead with 1.19. Uh, of course, we have to give a massive shout-out to Patbox and a huge thanks for working on this pull request. And hopefully, we will get that in quite soon. We also have another couple of PRs to merge uh, pretty soon. This one is for block content registries which is quite similar to the item content registries, introducing a way to make blocks uh, waxable, strippable, flattenable, and more, and in a data-driven way as well. We've also got the DFU API. Um, data Fixer Upper, in other words, is what Minecraft uses to upgrade worlds between versions. It can also be a resource-intensive, so most of you might use mods like LazyDFU, but despite that pain, it can be quite useful 
especially to mods that might want to change a data format or the name of one of their items. That's what this PR is about. That's what it'll allow. Over the last two weeks, QSL got quite busy again in general. Uh, I've been given a list of what happened here, so I'll just go through those. Uh, we fixed some issues in the client commands module that appeared with 1.19.1, and of course updated fully to 1.19.1 with a major version bump, which was due to some breaking pain, breaking changes that were pending. Uh, we fixed the fat javadoc publication, meaning a javadoc jar containing all the documentation of QSL is now available again. I imagine that'll be on the Maven to be indexed by the site later as well. The quilt service rule API and the multi-part entity API both got merged. And also uh, a resource loader API for resource reloaders ordering got merged. And of course, we fixed some random bugs and got updated to 1.19.2 as well. The document here ends with lots of cool stuff. Stay tuned for more. I assume there's going to be some interesting things coming over the next two weeks. So, you know, watch this space. Next on my list is Quilted Fabric API. And I agreed to read some out there as well for the ever fabulous Ennui. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, first of all, caching was added to continuous integration just to make builds faster. But something that uh, is worth pointing out about this team is uh, it's quite small. <laughs> it's pretty much just Ennui at the moment. Uh, it'd be great if some of you could help with that, if possible. If you have any interest in working on Quilted Fabric API, please drop a message on Toolchain. Please do that. Because uh, the amount of work has been kind of pushing Ennui under. Um, for that reason, uh, Quilted FAPI is going to be slower to update in future. So it'd be really great if some of y'all could help out and, uh, you know, take off some of that load for her. Would very much appreciate that. All right. Finally, we have the community team, which I believe Lillian was into. Where are you, Lillian? There you are. Hello. Hello. Okay, so um, one of the first things I will mention, because it's obviously the most important thing, uh, we added some BlobFox emotes. Um, you probably know them from Aurora and her server. We added three of them. Uh, next up, uh, Ember and the double L system. Um, Leo and, and Leah graduated to a moderator position, and Snooze and Valeria joined the trainee mode team. So, congrats to them, and feel free to mass ping them in the chat, obviously. We got some new icon and banner uh, courtesy of Cairo, who is doing an awesome job with those. We also did two small changes on the gallery uh, channel. We reduced the cooldown to 30 minutes, and uh, we made it work properly with the Plural Kit. Next up, we added a ping for um, Mojang updates. We, you can uh, go in the role picker in the welcome channel to get the new role. So it will be pinged every time a new snapshot or release is out. Also, uh, mentioning on the RFC repository, there is a peer to update um, the voting threshold 
for the community team. I'm going to work more on that in the evening. And if possible, uh, we can get some feedback this evening. Uh, also, it is worth mentioning that there is an ongoing uh, admin vote that will end tomorrow. So the community team is actually is, uh, voting right now on five different candidates to fill two places in the admin board. So you should get the results uh, of that uh, tomorrow or in the following days. And lastly, we have been looking uh, today at potentially creating a support team that will be a team dedicated to the uh, Quilt user support channel. We aren't sure uh, whatever it is something we really want to do uh, for now. So if you have some feedback, or even if you are interested in joining that team, because we know that most of the people helping with supports aren't necessarily uh, Quilt dev, please leave a message in the uh, Discord meta channel. And that's it for me. Excellent. Thanks very much, Lillian. All right. That covers all of the teams that we have things to say for at the moment. So next up, we will be moving into questions as we always do. Um, as a reminder, if you have anything you want to ask, use the slash ask slash command, and we'll get to it when we can. We do like questions. Trust me. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to go through what we have already. There are a few in here. Okay. All right, I guess I'll read out the first one since we have a typed answer for it. Chris asks, I'm always curious about loader plugins. How close is that to a usable state? And that's not the one that someone typed a question out for. Sad. I have some information on it. Excellent. Thank you. So I've been loosely following the loader team over the past week or two um, about how the progress with loader plugins is going. Glitch just fixed a long-standing bug that prevented um, loading some mods in a very specific niche case, uh, quite common with QSL. And so finally, we have a situation where um, the loader team's fully dedicated to loader plugins. Um, both Alex and Glitch have plans, and that's going to be something that will be approached very soon. Um, there's already a branch for it. I think some work has started being done. So I can't give you a exact ETA, um, but I would expect that there will be something quite usable within the next two months at uh, the latest. All right. Thank you for just, that, Oro. Just to add the thing Glitch mentioned today, and to finally have gotten the branch build, uh, the plugin branch run. Um, so at least that's to the Minecraft screen. All right. Excellent. Uh, next question, I believe, Oro, you wanted to take this as well? Yes. 
All right. It, I'll let you click it. it. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, officially asked, any upcoming projects worthy of mentioning? So, yes, I have been working slowly on a second format for quote mappings. Now, this second format, while still quite in its infancy stage, is a rethinking of how mappings are currently done within the Minecraft ecosystem. Some people may recoil at this. Um, and I say do prepare yourself, but the current mapping format that I am working on is in JSON. Oh, and, spooky, uh, spooky JSON. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can blame cheater codes for this. Um, the reason it's in JSON is because it's really easy to parse. Um, so that's why... <laughs> Um, however, the more that I'm working with it, the more that I actually do kind of like it. So it is a, I do think it is a good choice. So there's that. Um, as I mentioned before, um, it has the annotation mappings being able to be built in. It will have unpick mappings being able to be built in. Um, I am loosely toying with the idea right now that um, mods can also provide their own mapping files and that would allow um, certain things like annotation or sorry that would allow certain things like comments to be added in source code by certain mods I'm not 100% sure about how the system would work or not However, it is something that I have been thinking about, um, and it's just something that makes, I'm trying to make where everything can be um, more seamlessly integrated, because right now, the mappings toolchain has like 15 different libraries, and I'm trying to consolidate them to just a few. All right. Thank you for that, Oro. And as a reminder, y'all, we do want questions. Don't just sit there listening and not asking your questions. We will get to them. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have a question directed at the Chasm team. So, Cheater, I guess that's you, right? I believe we've lost Cheater. All right. Well, we have something typed out here. Yep, there he goes. Okay. Tales from Octal System asks, How close is Sponge Mixon to running on Chasm? Hello? I'm uh, back. Welcome, welcome back. Thanks for reading out my question. <laughs> You're fine. Go ahead. Yes, uh, how close is Sponge Mixon Chasm? I've touched about this on this before. Um, Foundation Games is working on it. Um, I think we have, yeah, in their own words, we have a messy prototype fork of Mixon, um, which just emits Chasm transformers instead of doing the actual transformations directly. 
Um, it currently only works with fields, uh, basically copying them from the mixin into the targets. Um, this means it also works. It also works with shadowing. Um, but this is mostly just experimentation right now. I think um, getting a feel for it. Because we're still not entirely sure if we can actually do a proper fork of it or if we need to do a rewrite. Um, but I believe in this up to foundation games. You can see it. Uh, you can check out the tool, tool chain server for some example transformers and what it's currently capable of. Um, I guess you can also check out the branch. I don't think there's a draft PR for it yet, but you should be able to find it if you look on the tool chain Discord. In general, um, it's gonna take some time. Um, Mixin is quite big with a lot of edge cases. So uh, don't get your hopes up that it's going to happen in the next weeks, next few weeks. All right. Thanks very much for that, Tudor. OK. Uh, don't have an answer for Tails one just yet. People are discussing, so I will move on to the next one. <clears throat> as soon as the bot starts working oh dear there it goes okay Southport asks are there any updates on the client sharing its mod list with the server through QSL uh, yeah we talked about it a little while ago um, we realized this was not the right approach <clears throat> there is another approach that Actually, Lambda Aurora proposed quite a long time ago um, that basically, instead of worrying about you know sending mod lists to the server, we would use basically like a feature flag system. So QSL would expose a system for stating you know what flags apply to your mod. So like if you had a minimap mod, you'd have you know a minimap flag. You might have I don't know, an entity radar flag, flags like that. The server would then tell the client which flags it's allowed to use. Uh, so, you know, if the server wanted you to use the minimap and not the radar, you'd get the minimap flag and not the radar flag. And then QSL would provide easy ways for your mod to detect those and toggle features as necessary. Um, anything deeper than that has not really been discussed. Um, Mostly because we've had other things to worry about, and this is really like a quote release level thing. And obviously, we're still in beta, but it's it's certainly been an interesting thing to think about. There's been a lot of discussions about it, but again, like we haven't really gone deep into it yet, since there's other things to worry about. All righty. Um, well, cheater, that, that, I, are you, are you answering that? <laughs> yes, if this guy didn't boot me again. You're here, don't worry. <laughs> yes, um, okay, I love doing this. So, <laughs> cheater codes asks, I'm just finally assembly going to be huge and blow up my jars. Ah, um, <laughs> I had to put the question here because I kind of forgot about putting that here, uh, mentioning it earlier. Um, this is a question we've gotten a lot in the past, so I think it fits here. 
Um, the thing is that Chasm transformers are going to be in assembly, so they're going to be text files. So if you, for example, want to add a method via mixin, you might want to put the entire method into assembly. And some people were very worried that a assembly file containing methods, so bunch lots of bytecode uh, expanded as a tree, could potentially be really big. And with the given rewrite, it was really easy to just test it. So I took a class, which was actually the Chasm processor, and just threw it into Chasm assembly. Uh, threw it into a class writer, made a tree out of it, and then generated assembly from it. And it's actually not that much bigger. So um, the class file for the processor is compressed at 2.3 kilobytes, and the assembly file is at 4 kilobytes. So that is almost twice as big. Um, you can make it smaller by minifying the file. You get to like 3 kilobytes. So that's only like 40% uh, bigger than the class file. So it's really not that bad. Just putting this here so people aren't worried about it in the future. All right, thank you for that, Cheater. Look here. That's okay, Tibbs. You can you can go for it if you like. I might as well give a little bit of an answer, even if it can't be much. Um, Tails asked, is Quilt Gradle, Loom was a typo, is Quilt Gradle going to come into fruition anytime soon? I was not part of the discussions on um, Quilt Gradle and why or why not it exists and why Quilt Loom exists instead. I believe um, that we were waiting on Vanilla Gradle, which it was going to be a, a derivative of, to get mod dependency remapping support. Um, so the answer is the plan is eventually, but not yet, and I can't give more of an answer than that. Sorry. That about lines up with what I've heard, too. Thanks, Tibbs. All right, Oro, uh, you've got a question there. Yep, from a dude called Leo. Will Quilt Mapping's contributors work directly in JSON or in Enigma's mapping format? So part of my plan is that Unless you are a member of the mappings team, you should not have to open up a single mapping file. So technically, it will, while it doesn't matter, it will be converted from the Enigma format to the JSON format. And that will be because inside Enigma itself, I plan on adding support for on-pick mappings, support for the annotation modifications, stuff like that inside Enigma. So, and because of that, it will need to use the new format. All right. Thanks, Oro. Uh, okay. I guess I'll take this one. Potato Boy asks, when Cozy Showcase? 
The answer is when it's written, I guess. Um, I have actually been thinking about doing that recently. Um, now that someone else is working on the site at the moment, I probably could take a stab at that pretty soon. But yeah, it's definitely something I want to do. Um, I, I mean, I guess it was my idea, but still. Uh, soon, TM? That's about the best I can give you right now. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. All right. The new Clore asks, will Quilt ever try its own Chasm frontend? Not a mix-in frontend, but a whole different frontend. Potentially more user-friendly. Um, maybe. So currently the plan is first to start with mixin because the mixin frontend is reasonable. Um, we think we can make some additions to it to make it nicer while still being compatible with sponge mixin. In addition, we know we also get access widener as a frontend. Um, Earth Computer mentioned that he wants to make some ASM-like front-end. Not entirely sure what he means by that, but I think he wants to make a very low-level front-end. Um, the question really is what kind of front-end we would want. Um, that's never going to be just like, one official front-end for everything, um, especially if Chasm will plan to have multiple front-ends. So, if you know something you would potentially like of a front-end, if you have ideas how to make mixin more user-friendly or replace it with something more user-friendly, please let us know. It would be very interesting to see what we could do. Um, the TLDR is currently there are no plans for like a specific quilt chasm front-end. Um, just with big maybes. All right. Thanks, Cheater. Um, I'll take this question as well, since it's here. Uh, Jesse from the Finishes, I assume, asks, what is the showcase bot actually supposed to be? Uh, I'll expand upon this and just go over all of them, since they're not necessarily clear. Um, cozy band sharing doesn't do anything right now. Uh, the idea with that one was uh for quilt collab uh we were going to have like a little service set up set up so that the members of collab could submit the infractions they make on from their bots just as like a central place to say oh um this user joined your server and they're banned on six other servers maybe you want to look at that uh the plan is not to have anything synchronized automatically and we'll be yelling at people to try and do that it's just for information. Cozy DevTools is what it sounds like. It currently has the mappings commands in it, and it has some GitHub management stuff that we don't use right now. The showcase bot, is, what that is supposed to do is you have a server, presumably if you're a modder, where you publish your mod releases and updates. The showcase bot is meant to allow you to publish them on your server and automatically publish them here on the Quilt Showcase and Release channels. Um, that one is going to need some fairly specific moderation. Uh, that's one of the reasons I haven't done it yet. But yeah, that's something we actually had on the old Fabric Community server. 
and it worked quite well there, so why not do it here as well? The stats bot is what it sounds like. It powers the Discord statistics dashboard that we have set up. It collects mostly anonymized data. Um, so like when you send a message, it collects the message ID and the channel it was sent in and the user that sent it, but we don't collect any like content or anything like that. And then it just has a, a list of people that have been on the server as well for those statistics. It's a fairly simple bot. It runs Matricity, a, a, an old version of it, which was um, written by the Python Discord. Uh, I should probably update that at some point. Uh, in the in the board about me, I don't know what you mean by that potato. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Cozy Sus also known as Applications Watcher, is a bot we added, which is written by Lillian in Python. And all that does is when someone joins the server and submits a member application, it just puts it in a channel because Discord doesn't tell us when we get those. So we didn't know we were getting them. Uh, it's not really supposed to work. It uses events that are not documented and may disappear at any point, but it works for now and it helps a lot. So that's why it's here. Finally, we have the main cozy bot, which is, you know, general stuff, moderation, thread management, suggestions, everything that doesn't fit in another bot, basically. I think that covers all of cozy's uh, modules. All right. Uh, two more questions, which look like they're aimed at cheater. So go ahead. Yes. Hello. Somehow this is aimed at me. Um, yes. So. Chris asks, <laughs> um, Quilt Installer brokers a native version of requiring Java. So if you're not aware, there's an alternative to Quilt Installer that is written in Rust, specifically because the Java version has issues with networking and sometimes doesn't load, but also because the Java version is kind of hacky. The Java executable version is a somewhat hacky way of finding some Java version in your system and then using that to run the installer, which is not ideal. So we're trying to build a native installer for Quilt. Um, you can actually get it on GitHub already. Um, it currently doesn't work because of a problem we have with Quilt Meta. Um, the problem with Quilt Meta right now is related to Quilt Loader and, of course, mapping. So Quilt Loader currently uses intermediary. We expect it at some point to switch to hashed. Meta currently provides both intermediary and hashed. Um, the old installer currently is hard-coded to replace uh, to replace hashed with intermediary. Um, and loader doesn't boot if you provide it with both hashed and intermediary. So I don't want to hard code it in the native installer to replace intermediary with hashed, and Avon doesn't want to hard code it into Meta. So we're a little stuck right now. Um, problem is we currently don't have a way to generate to detect which mapping version we want for a given 
version of world loader. And that's kind of where we're stuck. Otherwise, it's working, the native installer. So yeah, we'll see where that goes. All right. I think that other one is for you as well. All right. Um, so this will this not work? Yep. Okay. I see. So the qu next last question is by Matty Dragon. Will there be an official tool for writing raw chasm in source code? If you want to do some advanced specific stuff, it would be nice to write in raw chasm. Um, this is kind of. Uh, discussion points. That's not super clear. So first, there's not going to be an official tool for writing in raw Python, but it's also not going to be an official tool preventing you in, from writing raw Python. So if you just write a Python file and you drop it at the correct location in the class path, it should just get loaded like any other Python file. Um, it is currently unclear whether we want to support this at all or not. Um, officially, you definitely can do it, but the challenge with writing transformers is that you need to take care of dependencies or flocking certain things, and we don't really trust the average mod developer to do that. So you should use it with a lot of care only when you really, really want to, you really, really have to, and even then. As I mentioned before, Earth Computer is hoping to write a front that, that can do everything, so we would never have to touch Cassembly directly. So, no, there won't be a tool. Nothing will prevent you from it. We currently really don't want people to do it outside of developing front ends. That's All it. Right. Thanks very much, Tudor. Uh, that about wraps it up. Um, thanks for coming, everyone. We're going to call it here. We are officially at the end of the meeting. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this developer meeting is sponsored by Shoulder Pain. Shoulder Pain, you love to hate it. We will catch you all in two weeks. Same place, same time. Thanks for coming.